0: And what God is saying when something has been sealed, uh, God said all the clues are back in the Old Testament. So we had to follow what the Old Testament was saying, and so we could understand uh, in the New Testament what was not exposed or revealed. And so <clears throat> last week, well, I think we dealt with how there was to be a time of testing. <laughs> it's ironically, you know, sometimes you preach a thing and, and all of a sudden it, it happens to you. The time of testing, last week we talked about, you know, the testing of the saints of God, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, also purification, uh, in God, in regards to the people of God. So this week, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, uh coming face to face with God. This is the part three of, uh, of the Seven Thunders, uh, face to face with God. And we want to begin reading in chapter number 18 in the book of Revelations. Chapter number 18 uh, in the book of Revelations. And we want to talk about uh, the valley of decisions. There's a, uh, the valley of decisions uh, dealing with this particular chapter here. Now, verse uh, number 1 in chapter number 18 says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and a hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Father God, right now, sanctify your word. Bring all things back to my remembrance. Allow the teacher who is the Holy Spirit to bring forth uh, our understanding and the clarity of your word. We thank you for it right now. Allow me to decrease and increase in the wisdom and knowledge of thee. And we just praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, then we go on. It talks about verse number 3. It says, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed uh, rich through the abundance of their delicacies. Now, before we go back to reading verse number 4, we have to understand who Babylon is. Now, Babylon is that religious system. It's it's a false religious system. And, And whenever you have a false religious system, there's going to always be confusion, amen, especially when it's, when it's false because the word Babylon also means confusion. Now, if you note know in chapter number 2, it says that it had become, it had fallen, but it had become a habitation of devil. In other words, everything and anything was uh, operating or dwelling within that that false religious system, okay? And it says the devil, and it says it was a hole of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. In other words, when you begin to look at people or look at mankind as a whole, then you will understand... What this text is saying, because that's what we see. You know, it's it's habitation of, of devils. I mean, it's just wild like that these days, amen. Everything unclean. It says unclean bird. Everything, anything goes now. Anything that's unclean, you know, that's the word. The world is chasing after. Even can come, come down to to people that's in the body of Christ. However, those that are in that false religious system, amen. All right, so then it says this is where they are. And it says in verse 3, it talks about how they had drunk of the fornication uh, fornication of those merchants on earth. But then it says uh, in verse number 4 is this. And this is the key because this is where it comes in about the valley of decisions. All right. Now, Revelation chapter number 18, verse 4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Now, why would that be stated? Come out of her, my people. Hmm. So God's people had here, uh, uh, when John the Revelation is revealing what the angel is saying, God's people had gotten themselves connected with that false religious system. So here God is saying, he says, Come out of her, my people. So that lets you know, we are God's people. The body of Christ is God's people. God's people have got themselves connected in the wrong way. Then he says, That ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. So in other words, God said, You're going to remove yourself because I'm about to release something. Now what's going to happen in, 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 in this word, when we're dealing with this, this last part of the seventh thunder, that God is about to release or unleash some things upon the upon this earth. And he's warning his people that we are to come out from that false religious system. Because he's about to do something. Amen. And he said, Don't be a partaker for sins. You know, sometimes you can you can be in agreement or you can talk with somebody, but here he says do not become a partaker with their sins. You know, we've got to always tell people about our sins. Amen. So but he's saying do not become a partaker of her sins. Amen. Then it says in verse number five, it says, Watch this, the reason why God is saying this. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. See, when when sin becomes so 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 uh um Diabolical in the nostrils of God, and he, he He smells that, and that thing upsets God. God, God says, listen, he said, um, your sins didn't reach heaven, you know. And then God begins to remember. We understand that, that God, was, uh, God is a God that forgives, but there comes a time where the things have to be drawn, the line has to be drawn. So God's people has to come out of the world. As God's people has to come out of the world because God is about to release some things upon the world. That, that, that's a decision and a New Testament. Now let's go to the Old Testament and see how it correlates, and we're going to go to the book of Joshua. Joshua, Old Testament, chapter number 24. Go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 24. Joshua 24, because God's people has to come out uh, among those that God is about to release uh, some things upon. Now, Joshua chapter number 24, we know that Joshua was a, uh, a priest unto Moses, okay? Moses had, had passed on. Now Joshua has taken the rings, and, and he's given his final words to the people of God, because you know they had crossed over, but there's some things that had to be done, because sometimes God runs a risk when He blesses, because what had happened, they, instead of them uh, following God continually, because, of, and seeing the mighty miracles of, miracles of God, they got caught up in the wrong thing. So then, that's where decisions have to be made. Now, Joshua chapter number 24, verse number 14, because this is the fifth thunder. The fifth thunder is the valley of decisions. Now, verse 14 in Joshua 24 says, Now, therefore, because Joshua is speaking to the people. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in what? Sincerity. And in what? And truth. This is how we serve God. This is verse number 14. Joshua chapter number 24. We're reading verse number 14. He says, Now, therefore... Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. We cannot serve God without serving God in truth, okay? Then he says, and look what he says. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. What they had done is they had picked up the gods that their fathers were serving. So he was saying to them, you know, you got you got to get rid of that. Regardless of what grandma did or what grandpa done or what the family members did, if it was not serving the true and the living God, God said, no, you don't follow that. And so here Joshua was telling us, listen, your fathers, they follow those other gods. He said, but you are to serve the Lord. Our ultimate purpose in, in this world is we are to serve the Lord. Now, verse 15 says this, And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, he says, Choose you what this day whom ye will serve. That's a decision, right? So you have to make a choice who you're going to serve. Either you're going to serve God and serve God with totality or... Or you're going to serve Satan. It's only two masters. One is God and the other one is Satan. <laughs> the word of God says you can't have two masters. So you're either going to love one and you're going to hate the other. So he says you got to make a choice here. He says you, you, you make a choice. You choose who you are going to serve. Then he says whether the gods which your father served that was on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. And then he says this. But as for who and me and my house, we will do what serve the Lord. Amen. So he makes a bold statement here because they had to make a decision. He was telling the people. He said, "Now listen, you know you you following these these other gods, and when you follow the other gods, what happens is that you you don't follow me." He said, "But you got to make a decision. You got to choose who you're going to serve." Okay. So, and, and uh, one of the things, one of the clues that we have that's going to ha- happen before the, the seventh um, thunder, the ultimate the of the voices, the voices that were sealed, decisions have to be made. People are going to start making decisions who they are going to serve. Either they're going to serve the Lord or they're going to serve Satan. There's no ifs and ands about, about it. We have to choose who we're going to serve. Now, there's some amazing things that... Uh, that God will do to reveal to us some things that when we make the wrong choices, the things that will happen. Now, let's go um, to uh, Numbers chapter number 16. I believe this is where we want to go. Numbers chapter number 16. Because then now we're going to deal with the sixth thunder. Because now um, the, the fifth one is, we talked about the value of decisions. Well, you're going to choose and make a choice who you're going to serve. Either you're going to serve God or you're not going to serve God. Now, on the sixth thunder, what's happening here is that's going to become, God's going to release a judgment upon the enemy. Now, when we talk about enemy, we're not so much talking about Satan, but the enemies to the cause of Christ. Amen? Looking at, and because people will begin to blaspheme God, they're going to begin to blaspheme. And then, and this day and time, you, we're going to see uprisings uh, against uh the body of christ uh, against God because that's what's happening now let's look at numbers chapter number sixteen numbers chapter number sixteen because we're we're heading towards that face to face encounter with God amen because that's the title of the message so now we've got to look at god's judgment against those that blasphemy or blaspheme against him all right numbers chapter number sixteen beginning with verse number 1. Just going to read uh, just a segment of verse number 1 in chapter number 16. It says, Now, Korah... Now, the word cora means bald, uh, uh, baldness. Uh, baldness means without a covering. Okay? Without a covering. Remember that. Without a covering. Now, let's drop down to verse number 3. Okay? And Numbers chapter number 16. Verse number 3 says... And they gathered themselves together against who? Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? Now, this is, the, they, this is the problem they had. They had a problem with, with leadership. <laughs> they had a problem with Moses, and they had a problem with Aaron. Because they were saying, well, the whole congregation is holy. That's what they were saying. <laughs> and then they, you know, and, and they began to rebel. I mean, and, and when, when, when things get out of order, when, when, when we get in the wrong mindset, we will rebel, and God will have to step in. And one of the things that we don't want to do is be in a rebellious state, so to make God's hand move. Amen. Now they're saying, "Okay, God can speak to us just the way He speaks to you." Okay. Well, we remember when we talked about that was at the foot of the mountain, and and when when God came down on the mountain, and Moses was there, and the thunder and the lightning came. And them jokers at the bottom of the mountain, they got scared and told Moses, no, 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 we don't want to hear God speak. <laughs> you you go ahead, and you go you go talk to God. You see, when God show up, we don't may not like how he shows up. And he shows up with power and demonstration. Amen? So, so they would say, no, 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 you go ahead, Moses. We, 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 we'll, we'll listen to you. Okay? Now, here it is now that they got some problems. Now, verse number uh, four says, and when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face and he spake to the It means one without a covering, okay? Baldness without a covering. He says unto all of his company. In other words, he says unto all of his company, he has some followers. <laughs> Anybody, and, and, and you got to remember this, no matter where you are, if if you are operating in any type of leadership role, you're going to always find an Absalon in the house or in the Wherever the arena is, and he's gonna always get him a little group with it. amen. He gonna get him some followers, okay? So right here, he said Moses has to speak to Korah because he's without, well, a covering. He he's not really hearing from God. Then he says and unto all of his company, saying, "Even tomorrow, this is Moses speaking. Even tomorrow, the Lord will show who He is and who is holy." And will cause him to come near unto him, even even him whom he has chosen, will he cause to come near unto, unto him. See, they had a problem with God's choice. Hmm. See, they had a problem with whom God had chosen. So Moses said, well, we're going to let God speak. Now, I'm telling to tell you, it's, it's, it's pretty dangerous now when God literally speaks. Amen? <laughs> so he said, we're going to let God settle this matter. Amen? That's why a lot of times when things happen, you know, don't deal with it. Just let God handle it. (laughs) Because He knows how to handle it. Amen? Amen? So here we're going to drop down to verse number 9 in Numbers chapter number 16. Now, verse number 9 says, Seemeth it but a small thing unto you, that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel, "...to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation, to minister unto them. And he has brought thee near to him, and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee. And seek ye the priesthood also?" So what Moses was saying is, listen... You are you are not satisfied with the role that God has given you. Now you want my role. That's what that text, that's what that scripture is saying. This is what Moses saying. Said, listen, listen. You know, God placed you in a certain place. I mean, He pulled you out from among among the congregation and He gave you a, a duty, a, a very well respected duty. But you wasn't satisfied with that duty. You want to step into Moses' position, step into the priesthood. Amen. Now it's dangerous now when you want to step somewhere where you're not been called to be. Okay? It's very, very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Now we're going to drop down in the same chapter and we're going to go to verse number twenty eight. Because remember now we're talking about the judgment of the enemy. The judgment of the enemy. <laughs> and those that blaspheme against God. See, sometimes when we think we're we're speaking against people, what we fail to realize, we're really speaking against God, because God is in every individual. So therefore, we've got to be very careful. Now watch what, what, what God does here in verse number 28 in the book of Numbers, in chapter number 16. Verse number 28 says, And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord has sent me, to do all these works. Who sent, who sent him? The Lord. For I have not done them on my own. Okay? He didn't take on that role. That's why his Bible talks, men are called but few are chosen. See, God will choose who he wants to do, what he wants done. And so Moses said, Listen, I, I mean, I, I didn't choose this for myself. You know? And then verse 29 says this, Watch this now. God will prove himself. Okay? He says, if these men, talking about the one that had rose up against Moses and Aaron, if these men die the common death of all men, in other words, a natural death, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. In other words, he put God, he put God to the test. In other words, he said, listen. If they if they die a natural death, then God didn't send me. But if that death is something supernatural, uncommon, then you will know. See, when when whenever God makes a statement, God makes a statement, and and it's amazing that that the 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 relationship that Moses and God has that Moses can step out and put God to the test like that. I mean, can you imagine saying, you know, well? Um, you if you don't believe what I'm saying, then, you know, if God's going to open up the earth. He's going to open up the floor right here to prove that I'm the one God has chosen to, to lead his people. Now, watch what God does when when the, the judgment comes. Look at verse number 30. Verse number 30 says, But if the Lord make a what? A new thing. See, this something has never happened before. See, when God wants to prove a point, He'll he'll make something happen that's never happened before. He says, But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up, that's heavy, with all that pertaineth unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have done what? They have provoked God. In other words, they have got God upset by being rebellious. <laughs> so he says, now if this happens now, it's going to prove to you that, that God has is, is, is gotten angry. Amen? Now verse 31 says, and it did what? Came to pass. Verse 31. And it came to pass. Another, It, it did happen. As he had made an end of speaking all of these words, Moses finished talking, that the ground that asunder that was under them. See, they, they had gathered together. God had told them, told Moses, listen, tell them to get together. And all of all them, the them, and Koran, and, uh, because, uh, because they were without a covenant. Y'all get your, your little group, you little group you got. Y'all get together and you stand right here. <laughs> and by the time Moses got through, all of a sudden, when he's finished speaking, then the earth opened up. And the Bible said it swallowed them. See, that was a new thing. See, that, that was a new thing. And then the Bible says uh, in verse number thirty-two, "And the earth opened her mouth." See, even creation uh, obeys God. You know, it says, "And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their houses, and all the men that are attained unto Car, and all their goods, and every everybody that was connected. They they went down into the pit. They were swallowed up in the earth." And, and, and the houses, the, everything that, that they had, God just took it and he allowed it to go right down there into the earth because he didn't want no residue left. That's whenever you clean your house, you got to make sure. When I say clean, I mean this house. This house right here. You got to make sure you get the residue out. You got to clean it completely out. Because if you leave some residue, that leaves an opening for the enemy to come back in. Okay? Now, then it says this. Now, watch half what happens here. Verse 33 says... They and all that that pertained to them, they went down alive, alive now, not dead. They went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among where? The congregation. God will remove that bad seed, seed, that seed of rebellion. God will remove that seed of rebellion because it says they perished from the congregation. And what's 34? Now, you got some people now that, that didn't know exactly what they need to do, but they had enough sense not to follow somebody that didn't have no covering. And well, there wasn't no covering of God. Verse 34 says, And all of Israel that was round about them, they did what? They fled. They took off running. At the cry of them. Because, see, they could hear what was going on. Can you imagine being there I'm so glad for the times that I live in, because I don't know if I could handle back then, because it was rough. Can you imagine going down, people going down in the earth, just like the earthquakes today, and you can hear them screaming and howling, you looking on. I mean, that has to be something in your mind that that will be there forever. But they could hear them crying, and it says, for they said, lest the the earth swallow us up also. In other words, they took off. Because they did not want to be consumed because they knew about the rebellion. They knew what had happened. They saw what God did and they didn't want no part of it. So what God, one of the clues that we can find that during the, the timing of our end time, what God is going to be doing, he's going to release the, uh, 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 his judgment on those that's been blaspheming against God and and the leadership of God. Amen? So that that's very crucial. Now, Let's look at Revelations chapter number 16, still dealing with uh, judgment, still dealing with judgment, uh, judgment that's upon the enemies of God, uh, Revelations chapter number 16, mm-hmm, and we're going to look at verse number 18, well, I'm, I'm yeah, eight, 18, we'll start 18, Revelations chapter number 16, and we're going to begin in verse number 18, because we're talking about the judgment that God will release upon the enemy. Amen? Now, Revelation chapter number 16, beginning at verse 18, it says, And there were voices and thunders. Remember, thunders is is the voice of God. He said, And there was lightnings, and there was a what? A great earthquake, such as was not since men was upon the earth. So that lets me know right there that the earthquakes that we see now, the one that's going to come is going to be nothing compared so what's going on? These things that's happening now it cannot compare to the main thing that's going to happen because see it says here about this earthquake that that was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon earth and so mighty an earthquake and so great so he puts so emphasis on the magnitude of the next earthquake that's going to be happening okay because we're talking about the end time now verse 19 says. And the great city was divided into three parts. Talking about Babylon. The cities of the nations failed, and great Babylon, look at this, that false religious system, that great Babylon came in remembrance before God. See, God don't forget. <laughs> God remembers. It came, they came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now watch this. Watch, watch this. Even the mountains got enough sense to move. Verse 20 says, And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. But watch verse 21. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, Every stone about a weight of a talent, and men did what? Blaspheme God because of the plague. The same thing they did back there in the book of Numbers when they began to blaspheme. Now, here in the New Testament, in our end time, they will begin to blaspheme against God because of the things that will come upon the earth. Okay? It says, For the plagues thereof was exceedingly great. We haven't seen nothing yet. I think Mr. Tom says that all the time. We haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen nothing yet. Nothing. Because when God, and see, God is slowly, he's getting tired, and he is allowing us to get ourselves in a situation where he wants man to repent. And it's not in his will that any should perish. But it's his desire that we will, we will repent. But if they don't repent, then there's some things God has to begin to do because the end is all most here, it's almost here. Okay, so here it is now. He he brings on such a um a a, a, a magnitude of wrath from heaven. You know, can you imagine the, the, uh, um, that size of a hail? I mean, maybe a hail the size of a basketball. Can you imagine? Can 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 you imagine a hundred? I can't even begin to imagine a hundred pounds. I mean, that would literally blow my mind. That would really blow my mind. But God, he's going to release some things. Amen? Now, here's the final thing when we're talking about the face-to-face with God. This is the, the seventh thing. We're dealing with the face-to-face with God. Remember when we, we began to talk about, uh, in Revelations, about that in the seventh thunder, when they got ready to speak, you know, the, uh, the angel told John to just seal it up. Don't, 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 don't say nothing. He said, he said, "Don't, don't, don't say nothing." He said, "He said, don't do that." That was a reason. Let's look at First Samuel, chapter number twelve. 1 Samuel, chapter number twelve. 1 Samuel, chapter number twelve. 1 Samuel. This is what really upsets God. And this is what's going to be happening when we really get to the end. 1 Samuel chapter number 12. Because remember now, the, the clues are in the Old Testament. they let us know what will be happening in the new with that seventh thunder, one that they told to seal, okay? 1 Samuel chapter number 12, beginning at verse number 15. Are we there? Verse 15 says, But, if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but what's that next word? Rebel, meaning to rebel, against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. And you know, he's talking to the people God hit called out, okay? Now, verse 16 says, Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Now, verse 17 says, "Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and He shall send thunder and rain, that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord, and asking for what are king. Now see that? See, when God brought the children of Israel out, He was going to make them a holy nation. But what they wanted, they, got, they began to look at other nations and saw what they had, and then they wanted them a king too, just like the other nations. Okay? So that upset God because what had happened, then they were putting man in the place of God. So it made God angry. So here Samuel says, he, he lets them know that, that they had angered God. And, and, and the way they had angered is in asking for a king. Now verse 18 in and, and 1 Samuel chapter number 12 says this. So Samuel called unto the Lord. Isn't that awesome to be able to have a relationship where you can call to God and God will, will hear and answer and respond huh. oh, at your request? That, that, that's amazing. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. He didn't wait that day. And all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. Samuel was a prophet. All right. Now, verse 19 says, And all of the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto our sins this evil to ask us a king. Now, what, what's going to be happening, what was not revealed there when it talked about that seventh thunder is there is going to be a removal of what we call the filter, talking about leadership, talking about the, the pastors and all these people, and, and, and there's a reason why. that's going to be a removal. Because, see, in the very beginning, it was not supposed to be. See, they asked for the king. God was their king. See, now oftentimes people, instead of them, you know, having a relationship with God or instead of them uh, communing with God or praying for whatever their situation may be, we've got some places where they just go to the pastor and they don't go to God. I I mean, they have made... Their leaders, they made their, their uh, pastors their God. Not God, Jehovah, but they have made man their God. So there comes a time when it's going to be a face to face. Because see, God was upset with that thing. God was upset. So there's going to be a, remo- a removal of the filter, filters. Where they did not want to hear Moses during those days speaking. Uh, so. They, at one point, they wanted to hear from God themselves. Then they changed their mind. They didn't want to hear when God showed up on the scene. But there comes a time when we refuse to listen, God says, to, to the people that God has put in place to lead his people here for this up on earth. God is going to remove that filter, and, and man will have to deal one-on-one with God, face-to-face. Face to face. See, ministers were given to God. You know when Jesus says, when he ascended, he gave uh, um, uh, uh, men gifts. See, uh, uh, the, the, the ministry and, and the people of God that God places in and, and, um, leadership, they are gifts for the body of Christ to be used. They are not gifts to be worshipped. And see, that's the problem. See, uh, the, now the body had gotten to the place where it began to worship the gifts. that When I say gifts, I'm talking about the 5-4 the, the ministry. They began to worship those rather than worship God. And that God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. So God says, there's going to come a time when it's going to be face-to-face. This is at the end time. When the end time comes, when the end time comes... Face to every individual is going to be face to face with God. You're going to have to climb the mountain for yourself. You're going to have to go up the mountain to God for yourself. You can't send somebody. And, and not only that, but not only will the, will the people be going up to the mountain to see God face to face, but every leader is going to be going up with the people to see God face to face. See, everybody's going to be going up face to, to see God face to face. Because, see, that will be the end time. Now, how do I know this? Now, let's go to to Daniel, the book of Daniel, chapter number 12. The book of Daniel, chapter number 12. The book of Daniel, chapter number 12. Give you a moment to get there. Give you a moment to get there. Book of Daniel, chapter number 12. Are we there? Okay. Daniel chapter number twelve. Are we there? Daniel chapter number twelve. Now let's look at let's look at this. Now verse number one in the book of Daniel, chapter number twelve, says this. Verse one says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, and the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of what? Trouble. "...such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book." Even though there will be troublesome time, the people of God will be delivered, that is, if their name has been written in the book of life. Okay? Okay? Their name be written in the book of life. Now, let's look at verse number two. Verse number two says this. And many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, I would not want to go through everything here on this earth and not, not be awakened unto everlasting life, eternal life. You know, but and I definitely don't want to be awakened and come to shame and to everlasting contempt. I mean, that's a sad, sad day, a sad commentary. And I put all this time in here, and then when you get before the master and it's time to face him, you know that's going to come the separation of the sheep and the goat. Well, you will be we'll be on the side of the goat. I ain't planning on being on the side of the goat. I want to be on the side of the sheep. Amen. Anybody else besides me want to be on the side with the sheep? I ain't trying to be the goat now. Goats rebel, amen? I ain't trying to be no goat now. Because, see, that's going to come that reckoning day. You know, we, we, that's when we come face to face with God. Now, look at verse um, number 4. Now, verse 4 in, in Daniel chapter number 12 says, But thou, O Daniel... Now, look at this. It's the same thing that's been told in Revelations. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words... Seal the book. Even to the time of the what? The end. See, there's some things God will not reveal until the end. He's got it sealed. Then he says, well, look at this. Many shall run to and fro. Don't gonna be moving back and forth. Said, Many gonna do that. Said, don't 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 become alarmed when when you see that happen because the word already declared it. But look what he says in the latter part. And knowledge shall be increased. See, people will become more smarter. They can have more knowledge. But that knowledge is not going to be the knowledge of God. Because, see, the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of God is totally different. But, see, knowledge is going to increase. Now, look at verse number 7 in Daniel chapter number 12. Now, let's look at moving on now because we're talking about that face-to-face with God. All right, now, verse number 7 says, And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the what? Power of who? The holy people. All these things shall be finished. So we're we're, we're approaching that time. There's going to be a scattering of the power of the saints. God's holy people. You know he said holy people? He didn't just say, oh, he said holy people. Because God says, without holiness, no man can see God. That's his word. Now look at verse number um, um, 8. Verse eight says And I heard but I understood not. Then said I, O oh my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Look at verse number nine. And he says, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the end the words are closed up and sealed till the what? Time of the when of the end. So that lets me know what is being closed or what's being sealed. It will be revealed at the end time because that's what the Word of God says. Now, the final thing, because talking about that face-to-face with God, because, see, th- that situation where wherein, uh God's people are going to have to go through much, all right, but everything that's going to be happening, when when it's unveiled uh, on uncovering, then... It will be because it's nearing the time of end. Now look look at verse 10 before we go to Revelation. Verse 10 says, Many shall be purified and made white. Many. In other words, many are going to be tested. Purified means you got to get us ready to meet the master. And that's why I found it to be amazing in observers with, with, with my brother's sickness. And I can see a purification because that old, that old body, that, that body, that that, has, that shell will be left here. But the purification has to take place. So he's got to be able to cross over because he can't cross over in flesh. He'll cross over in spirit going to a new body, a different kind of body. Amen? So a purification has to take place. All the, all the testing that we go through, all the trials we go through, all that is pure, it's purification. And then we have to be tried with fire. In other words, our trials, they're going to be hot. I mean, what are we going through? We think we're going through something now. You just wait a while. We're really going to be going through some things. Amen? Now, he says this. He says, but the wicked shall do wickedly. In other words, those that's are wicked, they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. So do not expect any changes. Because the Word of God has declared it. But watch what he says. And none of the wicked shall understand. See, the natural man, the wicked man cannot understand what's going on. But what he says is this, but the wise shall understand. See, the people of God will understand what's going on and why it's going on the way that it is because if we've been in the book as we ought to be and we've studied the Word of God, then we will know all the signs. It will be revealed. Amen? Now, let's go to our last text, which will be Revelations, chapter number 10, because we talked about that face-to-face with God. Revelations Chapter number 10, Revelation chapter number 10, and I'm going to read something here, and then uh, we're going to, well, we're going to end up with Revelation chapter 19, so you just keep that, uh, keep, you know, go to 10 first, Revelation chapter number 10, and looking at uh, verse number 4, so we want to back up Daniel chapter number 12, verse number 4, Okay, let's let's read verse number three. Verse three in Revelation chapter number ten says, and talking about the angel, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared, and when he had cried, seven thunders altered their voices. And when the seven thunders had altered their voices, he says, I was just talking. I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things. With the seven thunders, which the seven thunders altered, and write them not. Don't write them. Don't write down what you see. Now look at verse number 6 in Revelation chapter number 10. Verse 6 says, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein, and the earth and the things that there are in, and the sea and the things which are therein, that there shall be what? Time no longer. So that seventh trumpet is relating to time no longer. See, right now, man, we live in an arena of time. See, we we exist in time. Even though we really have an actuality, we live in eternity, man's mindset is with the duration of time. Because we deal with 24 hours. Everything's about time, time. Well, when it comes to it, time will not be anymore. And the reason why is because there's going to be a call for God's people to show up face-to-face with God. Revelations chapter number 19, and we'll be out of here. Revelations chapter number 19. Revelations chapter number 19, because we're talking about the last thing, the first face-to-face with God. That's that seventh thunder. Revelations chapter number 19 beginning with verse number 7. Verse 7 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is what? Is come, And his wife, meaning the bride, meaning the church, hath made herself ready. Okay? Verse number 8 says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Fine linen has nothing to do with material. Okay? Because the scripture will tell us specifically what fine linen is. Then it goes on to say, clean and white, For the fine linen is the what? Righteousness of the saints. So there will come a time when when the saints have been called... To be, meet face to face with God. This is in the time because it says time is no longer. The last verse, verse number nine says, And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. The last, that, that, that seven trumpet, There is going to be the removal of the filter of mankind that stands between man and God as a sportsman, a sports person. In the end, God's going to change that. Everybody, everybody is going to go up to meet God face to face. You can't send your preacher. You can't send the apostle, you can't send the teacher, you know, you you, you can't send the uh, 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 the prophet, you can't, because they wanted Moses. You remember that? You remember he said, told Moses, so you go, when God came on the mountain and started the lightning, the folk got scared, told Moses, no, Moses, you go, you go, you do it. We'll listen to what you're saying. Well, God said, I'm going to remove all that out of the way. Because in the very beginning, it was designed for the people of God to be a holy nation, to be the priesthood. But because they chose to have a king, they chose man, and that's what's happening now. They have chosen um, uh, men and women of God and made them demigods rather than uh, using the true and the living God. It's it's the same thing when it goes back with Adam and Eve. You remember how they took the, the, the fig leaf and they tried to cover themselves now, they try to cover themselves. They try to come up with some means of redemption by their own means. It won't happen that way in the end. It will not happen in the end. Everybody that's going to be called to the marriage supper of the Lamb of God that's within the body of Christ, that is the bride, then we have to be clothed in righteousness. That fine linen, righteousness. Everybody will make, have their debut, their debut. They will stand. Face-to-face face with God. I can't stand for Minister Tom. He can't stand for me. I can't stand for Dr. Manley. He can't stand for me. It, that doesn't happen. At the end time, everybody, regardless of your role within the body, everybody has to become face-to-face face with God. Because that seventh thunder said, Time is no longer. Longer. In other words, that's it. But he didn't release everything that was going to happen because man won't be able to handle it. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. We just thank and praise God. Amen. I, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that you got some understanding. Amen. Because that's the part three of, of that seventh thunder, face to face with God. It's important. It's imperative that we get our we get our our, our, our life in order.